God bless you. You may be seated. Good morning to you. Good morning to everybody online. God bless you. Let's get into the word. We've got a bit to cover. Last week, I couldn't finish the scripture. Today, you're gonna, we're going to make up for last week. <laughs> Matthew 24, verse 14. <laughs> uh, I love the word of God. I, I, I mean, I appreciate all that God's doing through business people and we're starting to see the, the move of God and finances are flowing and I was speaking to my wife last night and I said, everybody that the business people are getting, all the businesses, it's awesome. But we get to trade in the word. There's nothing more precious. I say this with respect. You know, you losing a business starting up again, lost that deal, lost the piece of land, that, no big deal. The only thing you can take to heaven is people. You can't take your business with you. I get to trade in the word every week, every day. I wake up with a word from the Lord for you. You know what a joy that is? You know how, how blessed I feel that I can put up the woman of substance and knowing it's not just, you know, we're going to make some money. We're going to reach the globe. That someone's life is going to change. I get to preach. There's nothing more precious. I get to teach the word. I get to wake up in the morning and hear from the Lord and lay out strategies and, and get to, to lay out what. I, there's nothing more precious to me than the anointing and teaching kingdom things and God doing it. It's not about the things, man. These things are going to, you know, one day your buildings aren't going to stand, your house will not stand. The kingdom message is what you need. He's speaking about the end times and how difficult things are going to get if you're reading Matthew chapter 24. But I want to focus on 14 because we've got a lot of scripture to cover this morning. And this gospel, this message, gospel means good news. This is the good news for this generation. I get to preach it. I get God to shape my heart and my mind to preach this message. Because if this message right now, I mean, we've heard of some tremendous breakthrough in the last couple of hours. I mean, last 48 hours or so. And just the things that God is doing is just around finances. It's, it's astounding. You're not going to celebrate? Okay. Oh, good. You'll catch up. But the kingdom is a real place with real breakthroughs. And when you pay attention to it, God will confirm it. Because the gospel is good news. And this generation needs it. And so we get to preach it. Because if God brought breakthrough for one man or a family or... I mean, we're seeing a couple of places of things that God, God is doing things. I'm saying we're on to the message. Because they get their breakthrough because of the word. Don't come by yourself. We're holding this thing. It's one when, when God sent Moses into Pharaoh and said... Tell Pharaoh to let my people go. When they got the word right, the money was released. Money follows spiritual power. Righteous or unrighteous? Business people, are you listening to me today? Because as long as they had golden calves that they worshipped, it was unrighteous power. Even the devil knows the money goes into Egypt and they can build what they can build. So when God gives the new message, he puts Moses in there and he fetches them and says, let God's people go. When they finally leave, 
God puts them up in Sinai, gives them the download from heaven, and God uses all the money of the world to go and build the kingdom. Because money follows spiritual power, unrighteous or righteous. So when you come into the kingdom of God, there must be a manifestation of finances all around you. Money must flow everywhere. You've not got the spiritual message yet. You haven't got the kingdom message yet. You're still stuck in church mode. And we're going to break you out of that mode. Because this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness. It means something happens. The kingdom doesn't only come in word, it comes with power. It puts you in, that means it's, there's a demonstration. It means it puts you into the corridors of power. So you can command things. Because this kingdom message will always take you to the top. You're going to get the message this morning. And it will become a witness to all the nations and then the end will come. We're not leaving here until we've got things straight for the kingdom of God. You're not going to die before your time. You're going to come into all that God has got for you. And so the message of the kingdom is what you need. So this kingdom, what is this kingdom? What is this kingdom? You discover that it's not a visible kingdom, it's an invisible kingdom. This is the wisdom of God. And he plants this kingdom into the hearts of men. So that everything inside of you begins to line up with what God originally wanted. So you'll find that's what Adam got. So when Adam wakes up on the evening of the sixth day, he wakes up in a place of order. Because the kingdom is a place of order. And so when you get born again, your dysfunctional, lazy self, when the kingdom comes inside of you, it brings correction. It says you can't lay your, leave your socks laying like that. No, you've got to brush your teeth. No, comb that one hair a bit. It's bringing order into your life. It brings order into your speech. It brings order into your relationships. It brings order into your finances. It brings order into your getting up. You can't say, ah, I'll be late for the meeting Africa time. No, we're on kingdom time. Kingdom time means you're on time. Because the kingdom's a place of order. Let's get into this. So what God does is he deposits this kingdom. You're in the kingdom, but the kingdom's in you. It's like taking a bottle and throwing it into the ocean. The bottle's in the ocean, but the ocean's also in the bottle. That's what happens to you. So you're in the kingdom and you begin to function out of a different order. Not church. There's a difference between the church and the kingdom. Because the kingdom has got to do with territory. The church has got to do with gathering and, and coming together in worship. And I tell you, there are many people that love Jesus. They're born again. They came out of Egypt and they're in the wilderness. And they come to church. You know that they had three, at least three times church in the wilderness. You come to church more than three times a year. But they were given three celebrations. And what that meant was that God would give them an instruction. And out of that, they would find the favor of the Lord. That's church. That was the instruction from heaven. That's when God was saying, these are my people. You are the ecclesia. So you are, you, this is the church. This is the called out ones. This is the set the, 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 the chosen ones from God. But that was not the end of the story. 
The church is not the kingdom. The church is based in the wilderness. When God gives you word for your destiny, it's in the wilderness. When he gets ready to deploy you, he shifts you into the kingdom. Because the promised land has got to do with territory. Somebody are hearing me this morning. So the church is not the kingdom. So you can come to church your whole life and the rain must fall on the just and the unjust. That means I just want a job. Good. You can get it. I just need God to bless me with some bread and some data and some little bit of Wi-Fi and if you don't get just a, a second-hand cell phone, I just, I'm okay. Okay, cool. You can get it. It's called wilderness people. They're wilderness people. So what they think about is only themselves. Wilderness, you gather just enough for today. That's why you're in a job. What does it do? It's, a job means just over broke. So you stay there every single day just gathering a little bit. So they make sure that you get paid not to last you beyond the month. Why? Because you won't come back. They make sure they hold back until you come back every single month. So God's intention around your job time is to put the word in you. Now, if you don't have the word and an understanding about the kingdom message, you die in the wilderness. You die broke. Now they're tapping into your pensions. You've saved your whole life. Now government says, well, let's touch on your, your you, can, you can have a bit of your pension. How the hell can you control my destiny like that? You, de- you determine when I get my pension, how much it is, and then you borrow from it, and you're making it, and you're controlling me. You were not made for that. And people that are in jobs have to live by that, because you must wait for your pension. And retirement, did you hear the word? I'm tired, retired. Your whole system goes to shut out. No retirement in the kingdom. No retirement. I said no retirement in the kingdom. You need this message so it will keep you alive. So that when you are done and you are, whether you be 99 and you say next week I'm out of here. Cheers, bye-bye. Here's the world signed. Make sure all these things are in place. And if you mess up here, Pastor Brian, you're going to kill you early. Get done with the job. Everybody's on assignment. And we go home when we're done. Not when we're tired. This is kingdom. They ran out of lands to conquer, out of time. There was so much land still to conquer in the promised land. We spoke about the territory. What is the kingdom? The kingdom is about you understanding the seven pillars. It's found out in Proverbs chapter 9 verse 1. It says wisdom is you know the seven pillars. And what it means is there are seven pillars that control society. One I missed last week was government. So let me start there. Government is one, religion is the other, family is the other, media is another, arts and entertainment is the other, education is the other, and business or economics is the seventh pillar. Those things control people. So what God wants to do is make sure that he raises up sons and daughters in his house and then work with them in such a way that they can climb the mountain with no compromise. Because... Whoever you bow down to on your way to the top of the mountain is going to control you when you get there. Somebody shout, no compromise. Say, no compromise. If the devil puts you on top there, he can take you down. But when God puts you up on top of that mountain, no man can take you down. And no man can control your destiny. You're going to give a better shout and an amen in this church this morning. With the devil, it's all about control. 
And so when you come into the kingdom of God, get out of church mode. I did go to church. What's that? And what did you learn? You can't give me one scripture you wrote down. No, you've come to school. You get converted like a little child so you can be trained up in kingdom stuff. That's why, you know, when people ask me, can you just give this for free? And just, I'm like, do you know what it cost me? This anointing came with a price. God's let me walk, walk away from my job. Pastor Z, the two of us, walked away from jobs years ago, more than two decades. And all God was saying, I want you to understand the kingdom of God. And we're still learning. And you're sitting with no notebook. I don't want to preach to wilderness people anymore. Look, I love you. But here's the title of my sermon this morning. Living under the command of heaven. Because I'm speaking to a different group of people. You want your healing? Please take this. There you want bread? for the, There is. I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about territory. And I'm not talking about physical, you taking out a sword and a, and a, and a gun and trying to go and fight people and say, hey, this is my ace. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about territory that, that rules, people that rule over territory. How do you do that? You rule over territory through ideas. Because money does not control this world. Thoughts and ideas do. And that's why if you get the message and the thought of the kingdom wrong, your life turns out wrong. Anytime you come into the kingdom of God, you must get the message right. There's a reason why business people are not being released. They kept in the wilderness for a good reason. Because in the wilderness, it's about you, and it's about your brand, and it's about how wonderful you are, and you can't follow any command from heaven. So we must keep you here. Even till you're 99 and die and bury you in the wilderness. Because God will never risk it and put his blessing on somebody who's not got the message. You better get the message. You better understand what this message is all about. Because God's not going to release the stuff you're looking for. Let me prove to you through scripture what I'm talking about. So let's... You know, one of the things that I, I realize about, about programming is that when I wrote a program, so you get employed at a certain company, and you walk in, and you're trying to understand their systems. You do understand the coding language, but the person who wrote that code, you've now got to get into his mind to understand what he was trying to accomplish. I mean, there's many ways you can code, and different styles, and there's later, you know, different commands you can, you can have, and you can come to the same result. But there's a different way of doing it. So when you come into a new program, so this, let's say the guy got fired or, or he left and he's in a spiteful way, he dropped some gremlins in the code. So you've got to sit and decode what was in this guy's head. So you can spend your whole life struggling all the time and not getting, it's like, where's the results? I'm just trying to figure out what this guy was trying to do. So you're coding. And so many of you are struggling in life because somebody handed you some coding around the Bible. And it's not God. There are gremlins in the software. When Jesus came, he never came to bring another religion. He came to bring in a kingdom. Now, if you don't receive this code, you'll spend your whole life trying to decode your life. And then, error, start again. Ah, blue screen. 
The coding that you must understand is the kingdom of God. Jesus never came to bring in another religion. He came to bring in a kingdom. That's why he never went to the, the synagogues to go and fetch his disciples. He went into the world because they understood territory. I'll now make you fishers of men. Ah, <laughs> oh, got so much to teach. The Lord's going to help us. Your confusion is because somebody handed you either a Methodist method, whatever method you received, and you're finding out there's no power in religion. It gives you a form of godliness, denying the power thereof. Okay. The message of the kingdom is, a, 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 the message of the Bible is about a kingdom. You cannot approach the Bible with a religious mindset. Here's an understanding about the kingdom. Please write it down. A kingdom, what is a kingdom? It's the governing influence. This is what Dr. Miles says. The kingdom is the governing influence of a king over his territory, impacting that territory with his will. The kingdom, a kingdom is the governing influence of a king over his territory, impacting that territory with his will. Matthew 4, 17. Jesus preached, repent because the kingdom has arrived. Get the message of the kingdom wrong, and you get ruled. Get the message of the kingdom right, and you will rule. That's what makes you the head and not the tail. So let's begin to understand the importance of what he came for. Kingdoms operate completely different. Now let's, let's explain this, because do you know that this is how kingdoms work. So let's just, just give a quick, quick understanding and a bit of history. So how many of you know that the British Empire ruled over South Africa? They, were, they moved out on the 31st of May, 1961. But when they were in charge, they took South Africa and divided it into four. So you had a Cape colony, the Transvaal colony, the Natal colony, and the Cape colony. And so there is a difference between the domain of the king and the colony of the king. The domain for the British people was that it was the king ruling from Britain and the queen. God save the queen. As a belief, save the queen. We've been singing that all the time. And what they do is, with kingdoms, you rule from your domain. And what they did was, they sent four governors into your provinces. And they are there because of the command of the British Empire. Someone's going to get it. The governor is sent into the region, and they're only there for one reason is to obey the a command of what headquarters is saying. That's the difference between the domain of the king versus the colony of the king. The king is not there personally, but he's got people representing him there. And they're there for only one reason, is to make sure that whatever the king wants done, it's implemented in, the, in that place. So they're ruling over that place 
They make slaves of the people who own the land. They open up the mines and say, go dig for the diamonds. And when the diamonds come out, now you give it to me and I give you 10 rand and we send this to the headquarters. That's for another day. That's how colonies work. That's what kingdoms do. So the kingdoms, they brag on how they're governing from one place in many colonies. They boast on that. Give me your scripture. How it works, it's no different with God. I've got to give you the parable so you can understand the importance of it. Because the day that we had a referendum and we said we are done with this British Empire, those four governors were sent home. They got on a flight and they had to go back home. Because they could not rule here anymore. Let's bring you into the kingdom. God gives Adam a kingdom. Says, of all you can do, don't eat of this tree. I'm going to give you the governor of the kingdom. He's only here to make sure that the kingdom purpose is established in the earth. That's the Holy Spirit. God got placed inside of Adam. When Adam sinned, the governor was recalled. And taken back to heaven. Because Adam declared independence from heaven. Because heaven is your king's, the king's domain. That's why there's peace in heaven. So what God does in the earth, he then has to go and make sure that when he raises up somebody in the earth for his kingdom, the Holy Spirit needs a vessel like the devil needs a vessel. There's only two places. You either submitted to the Holy Spirit or you are submitted to the devil who's your father. That's what Jesus said. Your father the devil. Because there's only two places. If I'm not submitted to the Holy Spirit, then it means that I'm being controlled by demon spirits. And so God has got to wait until somebody lifts up their hands and says, I will live under the command of the kingdom and allow the Holy Spirit to have his way in my life. Then God raises you up and he sends you into territory. You are not there for you. You are there to represent the kingdom. And that means that you live under the command of the kingdom. And his commands is what you obey. And anytime you say, I'm going to do my own thing, even though God loves you, even though you're saved, you stay in the wilderness because we can't send you. Why? Because we can't trust you. Why? Because you can't follow a command. And anytime you can't follow a command and you can't do what God has asked you to do, you get recalled. The idea about God in, in being in the wilderness is that you get taught of how to work with the command of God. This message is so loaded. I'm going to preach it again, another section of this thing next week. Because there's so much going on in my spirit around this. And I need you to get it. Because there's some people that are so gifted. God is calling people. And hear what I say to you. There's a, I said to you that ideas rule the world. So what would God do with you? So how does this work practically? God takes you out of bondage, you're saved. He puts you in the wilderness. He then starts to work on you concerning your brand. So my brand is, he puts in my spirit, for change. He gives me a brand, Kingdom Life Embassy. 
It gives us a brand, uh, the woman of substance. It's a working of God's word in the wilderness. So he gives you the word and he makes you eat it. He breaks you so that you never, ever have to go. <laughs> he said he, he took the bread, he blessed it, he, he, and he broke it. And then he fed it to the people. Are you getting the process with God? The problem with most leaders is that God has not broken you for nothing. Because you don't follow anybody's command. And so God can't even bless you, break you, and feed you to the world. That's how it works. I hope somebody's hearing the kingdom. Because we can't send you until you've learned how to obey a command. Because a colony has got to do with territory. That means God's going to take your mind that is worked in, the kingdom understanding, and he's going to bring you into territory and so that you can bring the thoughts and the ideas of the kingdom into whatever sphere it is, whether it be any of the seven spheres, education and, and family and the like. And so the worst thing that you can do is, is call for independence. You know the latest thing with Christians also. Oh, do you, boo. Absolutely demonic. Absolutely from the world's spirit. That's a worldly idea. Why? Because I've just declared independence from the Holy Ghost. I said, don't use me. I'm going to do me. You take your, when, when God gives you a brand in the wilderness, it's because God is setting your heart so that you can take the brand, the idea, not money. The idea must go and rule over the education system. So you know the key was given. God spoke to media about Brian and Aaron and to get the kingdom idea and to take media into territory. He's given us education. He's given Pastor Z the family mountain. She's going in with the idea of the kingdom, not a brand, not to show how wonderful we are women, it's Women's Month. No, this is life. And you are here to represent the king. And any woman that goes down that road, I watch them. It's like I can see, it looks good for the eye and everybody's liking and oh, oh, wonderful. Yes, woman, wonderful. Ah, Eve. You're going to have to learn how to be submitted into the kingdom process so that God can use you in territory. How many degrees are you going to first go and study in the wilderness and make sure that you and your family are good? Now, God loves you, and you please go ahead and do that. But when we're dealing with the kingdom of God, we don't work for houses, we don't work for cars, we don't work for clothing. These things are added because when I go into the territory, my houses are built already. Come on, somebody. I wish I could preach to somebody this morning. I've got servants that will take care of my wardrobe. I've got people cutting my suits. I've got the, I've got the chefs cooking my meals. I, 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 I'm driving brand new cars. And Tasman, when I get a puncture... I don't change the wheel, I change the car. (laughs) 
Oh, you don't want to hear the kingdom, man. You don't want to hear this message. This message has got to do with territory. And whoever's in my territory, I begin to say, get out of this. This is mine. This is what God promised for me. Because I'm a kingdom man. Is there anybody in the house? <laughs> this message of the kingdom is not the church. The kingdom's got to do with territory. And if God can find one person in this church that will lift their hands and say, God, for me, I will serve you. I'll live under your command. Let me, let me give you some structure. Because you think that I'm trying to get you into a cultish place or, or you just, I, I don't want to rule over you. We, religion raises up and looks for a leader for the organization. The kingdom has an organization of leaders. I'm a leader and so are you. You play your part, I'll play mine. Because we're all leaders. Let me, let me give you this one. This is really powerful. Go with me to Numbers chapter 5, 15, uh, chapter, Numbers chapter 9, verse 15. Numbers chapter 9, verse 15. So, they in the wilderness. Now, I told you that this is about territory. This is about living under the command of God. The wilderness trains you under the command of God. Now, on the day that the tabernacle was raised up, the tabernacle, the cloud covered the tabernacle. I know it's cloudy today. But that's not what it meant. The cloud speaks about the apostolic covering you are under. You've got to be awake this morning. The cloud covered the tabernacle, the tent of the testimony. From evening until morning, it was above the tabernacle like the appearance of fire. So the pillar by night, the fire, uh, the, the, the cloud by day, the fire by night is the apostolic and the prophetic that leads you into your destiny. You need to stay under a covering. And the reason why people don't come into their destiny, even though they got great gifts, God can't use them because they don't understand the command of God. You can't pick up an attitude about, you know, the mic and the floor and the, you know, the color and the offended with this one and Auntie Susie said that one and the gossip over here. You're just a wilderness child. Kingdom people are not concerned about things like that. We're concerned about territory. Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, after that the children of Israel would journey. Whenever it started lifting, when God begins to speak to you, an apostle, and he begins to lift that message and saying it's time to move. The cloud don't make it look like it's natural. We're dealing with spiritual things. He gives you an apostolic covering to speak to you. From, from above the tabernacle, after that, the children of Israel would journey. And in the place where the cloud settled, there the children of Israel would pitch their tents. So God tells you where to move. It's the command of God. Now I'll show you the scriptures. At the command of the Lord, the children of Israel would journey. I don't know how many of you are living under your own command and not under the command of the Lord. You know, one of, the, one of the biggest things you find wilderness people, watch that. They can't handle money and they have an issue with tithing and offerings. So God keeps you there because it's not even school. It's not even crash. It's preschool, tithing and offerings. Go and gather in the wilderness all your life. Where are we going to? 
<laughs> Kingdom business is big business. And your heart better be right. Because um, when God blesses you financially, it comes with great responsibility. It's kingdom business. These people that God blesses are under the command of the Holy Ghost. At the command of the Lord, the children of Israel would journey. And at the command of the Lord, they would camp. And as long as the cloud stayed above the tabernacle, they remained encamped. That's just obedience in the wilderness. Even when the cloud continued long, many days above the tabernacle, the children of Israel kept the charge of the Lord. And they did not journey. When you come into the kingdom of God and God's got you in a place of holding, He wants to speak to you. There's two ways you advance the kingdom. Now don't forget this. You advance the kingdom through, one is there's a roar, because the roar is against the people that are in the territory, the enemy that is, that is holding your stuff. The second part of the way you advance is that you receive instruction. That's how you become like a little child. You need both. You need to be able, like a little child, be taught. That's when God puts you in holding. And then there's a place when you need to advance and you need to roar against the enemy. And we've got people that are roaring all the time and God is saying, shut up. I need to give you instruction. Because you keep walking in the wilderness over and over and over again. And then you have other people that are, you know, just, you know, I'm just, I'm just by the Lord. I just want to sit in the church. The kingdom needs both. You want to advance? One is I can receive an instruction when God got, got me on hold. Two is that I can roar when God tells me to shout. Remember Joshua? Six days, don't make a noise. It's instruction. Seventh day, shout. Someone hearing? So it was when the cloud was above the tabernacle a few days, according to the command of the Lord, they would remain encamped, and according to the command of the Lord, how many times do you hear this? Are you counting how many times you're hearing this? That they would journey. So it was when the cloud remained only from evening until morning, when the cloud was taken up in the morning, then they would journey. So we move on God's command. Stay, stay with me, just go back to that one scripture. Go back one. Whether by day or by night, whenever the cloud was taken up, they would journey. That's Old Testament understanding about what God is doing. So when God gives you an apostle in your life, let me, let me go past this. The scripture can speak to you. Because some people, the, the rebellious don't submit to nobody. You can't tell them to sit down. You can't tell them to keep quiet. You can't ask them to follow an instruction. They want to sing their own songs. They want to go their own way. They're babies. They cry for everything. And please, if that's you, we've got a whole lot of teats outside here. Baby bottles. Please take one on their way out. Quiet in the church this morning. <laughs> Did you hear what pastor said? And it was when the cloud remained only from evening until morning. When the cloud was taken up in the morning, they would journey whether by day or by night. Next verse, 22. Whether it was two days. It's a lesson. A month. It's a lesson. A year. God's just giving you a lesson. Now, I mean, don't prolong the wilderness. I pray for you that you don't prolong your wilderness lesson. What was God trying to do? Drop the kingdom idea inside of them? 
What's God doing with your paws? He's dropping the kingdom idea inside of you. What are you wishing for? To go back to Egypt and into, back into bondage. God's speaking to his people. They remained above the tabernacle. The children of Israel would remain encamped and would not journey. But when it was taken up, they would journey. At the command of the Lord, how many are we on to? Six already? They remained encamped. And at the command of the Lord, they journeyed. Seven. And they kept the charge of the Lord. At the command of the Lord. And by the hand of Apostle Max. You're going to clap your hands. Because I want to know, can you be told what to do? If not, you're not ready for the kingdom. Let's preach your nice little messages that will make you feel happy and dance up and down and, and fall down and then just take the anointing and go back home and stay the same. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about kingdom people that know how to follow an instruction. Because if God can entrust you with a billion rand, you know the kind of temptations you're going to have? You know the kind of cousins that are going to come out of the woodwork and say, I always believed in you. And remember, I, I'm, I'm, I'm your uncle from the other cousin that, was, that died. Remember that great grand and, and I come from there with you. And that's why we connected. You have never seen trouble when you get money. Lots of it. And I'm saying to this church, it's coming. That's the reason why God puts you under the hand of Moses. Go and read Corinthians. The Bible says they were baptized into the cloud and into Moses. They were baptized into him. Because when God sets you up in a house, the very DNA of that house is going to make sure that you can come into your destiny or not. Who are you listening to? Who is reconfiguring your spiritual DNA? Who is speaking to you? Because he's deciding the outcome of your life. If you're not getting the kingdom message and you've never heard it before, or you're not taking notes, or you're not reading, you know it's just religious I'm praying for you. Watch this. Luke chapter 19, verse 11. Let's take you a bit into the New Testament. I want to show you something. We've always read this thing, but don't, don't miss what God is trying to show you this morning. Now, as they heard these things, he spoke another parable because he was near Jerusalem and because they thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately. They were looking for a physical place. So Jesus starts to explain the kingdom. Therefore, he said, a certain nobleman went into a far country. Everybody say territory. To receive for himself a kingdom and to return. So he's speaking about Jesus, of how he came to deliver the kingdom, and then how it operates. So he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten minders, and, and said to them, do business till I come. The King James Version says, occupy until I come. That's a military term. To do what? Advance and to hold. It's military. It's territory. It's, it's colonize this place. It's take heaven's instruction and, and use it to make sure that we can get the job done. But his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him saying, with the ANC, we will not have this man rule reign of us. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm only kidding. And so it was that when he returned, having received the kingdom, when he comes back and he says, let me see what my kingdom citizens have done. Oh, at least I went to church. That's not what the scripture says. 
Oh, I sang in the choir. That's not what the scripture says. Oh, I did. I was an usher every once a month. Are you kidding me? That's what Jesus died for. To make you an usher. And you can't even smile. You can't ush. I'm kidding. And so it was when he returned, having received the kingdom, he then commanded. He commanded. He com- he's going to command you as his servants. To whom he had given the money to be called to him. That he might know how much every man gained by trading. That's kingdom. What did you do with your gift? In the kingdom. What? No, no, not for your business. No, not for your own family. What does it mean for my kingdom? What does it mean? You're finding why people's lives are going nowhere. Because they're stuck in the wilderness. Every time picking up a little manna today. Oh, a little deal came through. And I got the whole 10 rand bonus. Oh, wonderful. What has that got to do with the kingdom? He came to the first saying, Master, your miners earned 10 miners. And we know the story from, from 1 to 5. And, and then the one who hid it and he said, you're a wicked slothful. So we know the story. But I wanted you to see something here. Here's your scripture. Look at the return of what the kingdom's going to do for anybody. This is not about going to church. This is not about you looking really good on a Sunday morning. This is about your gift making room for you. And he said to him, well done, good servant. Come and read with me. Because you are faithful in a very little, have what? Over what? Over territory. The reward is people ruling over cities. This is not about, you know, I just made it to heaven. This is about rulership. Kingdom is the invitation into rulership. To be deployed into a colony. To make the colony like the kingdom of heaven. To walk in there as God's authority, God's ambassador. To walk into a place and say, I'm going to use all of the tools that I have right now to make sure that this colony looks like heaven. Not to get drunk because you've got the deal. Not to go and take care of your business. And church folk are there. I'm not even talking to the unsaved. I'm talking to the saved. I'm talking to the people that are lazy and slothful and that have not even served. Listen, write this down. I gave it to my students this week. If you don't know what your gift is, you've served nobody. You are lazy. I had to go and serve many ministries to discover the real thing inside of me. Slothful people don't work in the kingdom. God does not deploy slothful people. You're going to work hard in this place. And if you got an hour sleep last night in the kingdom, I'm so happy for you. So let's get into this. Let me start preaching. Can I start preaching? (laughs) God's going to help me. I'm going to start something and we're going to finish it next week. But I wanted to make the point about the kingdom of God and territory. And any time you come into your kingdom assignment and you say, Father, let me become the son that can handle the education territory, science and technology, agriculture, all of that. When you begin to come into your kingdom assignment, man, it gets really exciting. 
It gets really, let me explain to you what I'm saying. You see, territory is everything. Give me, kingdoms only understand territory, religious people don't. Holy Ghost, you're going to have to help me. Matthew chapter 2 verse 1. Let me just explain something about territory. A territory mindset, the kingdom mindset, gets a whole different kind of backing from heaven than wilderness people. Because wilderness, you don't conquer territory. You go find a job and you go and take care of you, ask for it no more, and make sure that you got a little bit for your, your, your cat called Twinkie so that you, you guys are all safe in your little huddle. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about kingdom people that understand you, you were made for exploits. I'm talking about people that walk into territory that makes the devil nervous. Let me explain to you what I'm saying because kings are all about territory. They, 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 they brag on territory. Let me show you how it works. Go before Matthew chapter 2. Give me Isaiah chapter 6 and give me just verse 1 quickly. I want to show you something. This is how it works with kingdoms. Kingdoms brag not on the fact that they're sitting on a throne, but how far their territory is reaching. Read with me. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. What's the Lord doing? He's sitting on the throne. High and lifted up. And what? The train of his robe. That means the strain of his robe, it's extension. The longer the train, the greater his influence. So he brags upon his people operating in colonies based upon what's happening on the train of his robe that fills the temple. So he's in heaven and he's looking to his sons and daughters to take this kingdom message. And when the deal comes through, he says, this is because of the kingdom of God. And when God gives them territory, oh, I want to give God the praise and the glory. Oh, they don't brag on themselves. They break bread and they thank the Lord because they took more territory. Because for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. God gets glory from his children when they go in and say, this territory is for the kingdom of God. Is anybody going to praise the Lord this morning? And every time you take credit for it, not like you can ever, but it's like you trim the robe, the train of God's robe. You can't because God's going to replace you because you can't follow a command. God's always got substitutes. Tell them, soccer started again. There's always a subs bench. Tell your neighbor there is a subs bench. If you don't want to go, God's going to raise up someone else because they are great kingdom people. But you keep on refusing the Holy Ghost. And because of that, God can't send you into territory. Nobody can instruct you. You get offended with everybody. Mad at the whole world. We see you wilderness mindset. Can't follow an instruction. Can't deal with that offense and that attitude. You need to come into the kingdom of God because we are all under the command of God. I don't feel like it, but I must go and do it because I'm under the king's command. When heaven commands me to do it, I've got to do it. Let me explain territories. <laughs> I want to get into angels. I really want to, but I just, my time's almost gone. 
And we're going to get into angels maybe on Wednesday and then next Sunday again. But let me explain to you how important territory is to God. This message must settle in your spirit. So now give me Matthew chapter 2 verse 1. You know the story. The angels come. Mary, will you carry this vision for us, please? She said, I've never slept with a man. But can you please just receive this? She said, how can it be? The Holy Spirit will come upon you. Just receive it. Boom. Pregnant. Now she's carrying vision. She's carrying the God idea. The God idea was not religion. It was a kingdom. I'll give you scripture. Because this kingdom was supposed to reach the nations. And territory. And kingdoms think different to religious people. Territory for kingdoms is everything. Give you scripture, watch. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, you know that Rome was dealing with Israel as a colony. The king was in Rome. He had his governors in the region. That's the model. That's the kingdom model. So Herod is there. Behold, wise men came from the east to Jerusalem, saying, read with me, please. Where is he who has been born the prophet, the apostle, the pastor, or a great leader? No. The wise people said, he's a king. And he's in your territory. That's the problem. For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. Because all kings get troubled when there's another king in his territory. Because kings don't come into your territory unless it is to take over the territory. I'm going to wait until you clap. So kings get troubled when other kings are in their territory. You never asked my permission? Did you ask me to be here? Because if you come in here and you never ask me, it's only for one thing. It's war. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are, the, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a what? When God raises you up in the kingdom, he makes you a ruler. I'm going to preach here. When God raises you up, he makes you a ruler. To influence territory. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people. Not who will they get a good business deal. Not who's got a big brand. It's about people in the territory under the control of demonic forces. That's why you must bring the kingdom message to the people to set the people free. Everybody shout, only free people can free people. You keep following after your religion and your leaders and everything else. And believe in political systems. And how many jabs you want to get and boast on it. Keep going, honey. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. 
And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When, he had heard, when they heard the king, they departed and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. Look how much angelic activity is taking place, taking place because of territory. Because of a kingdom message. God woke me up this morning, man. My house, I felt, I said to my pastor, I said, my room is full of angels, man. There's, God gave me, says, there's angelic activity happening all around you, son. The kind of stuff that you need, because they are, this is not religion and singing your nice little songs. This is about taking territory. And the enemy is going to sit on that thing until somebody comes with the authority and the anointing to break that thing and sing the kingdom is here. Otherwise, Herod is fine. Nobody's troubled in the city. Nobody's troubled in the region. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented. You, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you, you think Jesus was broke? His birthday gift is gold. First birthday gift. Ah, you deal with your broke religious self. We're dealing with the kingdom of God here that's got all the money that we need, that's got everything that we need to live a life of victory. You're going to give a better shout in this house. You're going to praise the Lord because there's a breakthrough upon a breakthrough. This is the kingdom of God and the kingdom cannot be denied. We are coming in and we're coming in to fetch our stuff. We're coming in with gold. We're coming with diamonds. We're coming with... You relieve me alone. With a religious self and say, you know, keep them poor. So, Aram Susser, a kerk mes, let me tell you, even the kerk mes are rich here. Because it's the king, it's the kingdom. Oh Lord, I need to end. <laughs> when they came to the, they gave gold, frankincense, and milk. Please give me a next scripture, next verse. Then being divine, now watch. Please look at kingdom operations. And heaven's activity around them. Why? Because it's about kingdom clashing. And when you get the message right, you come into a different fight. But all of heaven's backing you. Then being divinely warned. Divinely warned? They're carrying a vision. It's for the territory. It's kingdom. That's his message. Being divinely warned? In a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. When you find somebody with kingdom business, you'll find a lot of angelic activity around them. Why? Because God's concerned about the vision. Because when the vision comes to pass, the people are set free. Not another church, a kingdom message. This message of the kingdom must be preached. You understand why we've been put under so much pressure all these years? Discrediting our name. Why? So you don't listen to that leader. What's he after? The message. You'll try and bring shame to my name, to my family's name, and discredit me and say, no, don't listen to him. What's, who would say that? Only the devil. Why? He's after the message. And I haven't compromised on the message, but it will be a problem for you if you think that there's something wrong with me. Well, she's not going to receive from me. But you'll be a witness.
At least you'll see it. We'll have you by the side and we'll make sure that you get the McDonald's burger, but you'll get, it, you'll get the piece on the side. Just say, Pastor wasn't preaching to me that. That's not for me. Say, I'm coming in. Now, when they, when they departed, behold, an angel. Oh, my God. The amount of scripture this morning around angels. The angel Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream saying, Arise, take the dream, take the vision, take the kingdom message. Not Jesus, take the message. Herod's after the message. He's a king with a kingdom. And Herod wants to destroy the vision. Now when they departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream saying, Arise, take the, child, the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt. And, they, and stay there until I bring you word. Because we're under the command of the Lord. You've not got an instruction from God for one thing. God can't tell you when to sow, what to do for someone else. He can't instruct you in the morning. Under whose command are you living? And you want to carry great vision. You need to obey God in the little things so that when the command comes to carry big vision, God can send you. It's quiet. I'm going to preach to the heart he does here this morning. I'm telling you. Now when they departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph. Okay, we got that one. They, and I will bring you word because, just go back one, verse 13. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Some of you need to hear this this morning. You, you're not even praying for me. The enemy would want to destroy me, my marriage. What's he after? Not my marriage. He's after the message. I know you haven't prayed for me ever. Today's a good day to start. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. And was there until the death of Herod. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. Let's end. When Herod saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry, and he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all its districts, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. He says, destroy them all, just in case somebody is carrying the kingdom message. I can't find him, but if you kill all the boys, I know his age, so go for everybody that's two and under and destroy them because they're carriers of vision. They're carrying a message, and it could be one of them. And so dangerous is this message that the king would kill every one of them just in case. Give vaccinations for everybody just in case. I'm just saying. You're coming into a season where the kingdom and its message is critical for you to understand. Everything about the kingdom of God is when you carry the kingdom message, you'll find angelic activity. Can I give you one more before we end? I know my time's up, but can I give you just one more? I got, we've got plenty to go through, but just let me give you one more, quickly. Remember Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane? Hallelujah. Have a look at this. Holy Ghost. So much scripture, man. Luke chapter 22, verse 39, quickly. 
Coming out, he went to the Mount Olives as he was accustomed. And his disciples also followed him. Jesus is about to enter. Not just now, he's, the time when he was born is in the earth. They can't kill him. Because he's fulfilling purpose. He's coming to the end of his earthly ministry. But he's about to break into territory in hell. To set the captives free. To get the keys of both death and hell. So he's about to enter into a whole new level of territory that has not been seen before. Satan claimed it. It needed blood on a cross. So Jesus is standing at the place where he's about to step into a brand new level of ministry and dealing with getting the keys. So there's no other name in heaven, on earth, under the earth, whereby man can be saved. Are you with me this morning? He dealt with territory, man. It was about territory. That's why even Abraham and, and all those that went before us that served God could not go to heaven. They were kept in Abraham's bosom. Why? Until there was blood on the doorposts on, on the, on, that, was, that was spilled for them. And through that, you could go into that territory and say, we're taking over here. But he's struggling because he's in the kingdom and he's struggling with the will of God. The will of God comes after you've accepted the kingdom of God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Doesn't come before. You must accept the kingdom message. Then the will of God can manifest in your life. Let's read Jesus. When he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not, fall, not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed. What was his prayer? Father, if it's your will, he's now struggling because any kingdom person has let their will die. We might grapple in seasons with God's will and our own will. But the one thing that's happening there is that I made up my mind to go God's way. That's the will of God I've accepted. It's not your will. It's His will. So when you're going down and doing what God has called you to do, it's sometimes you're working with people you don't even like, but you're not doing it because of them. You're doing it because God's will is there. Father, if it's your will, take this cup from me. But nevertheless... This is the kind of prayer that kingdom people pray most of the time. Because I don't want to work with these people. But nevertheless, I mean, look how unhappy they are this morning. And then they're laughing. I can't even see it. I'm kidding. I love you. I love you. Father, if it's your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless. Kingdom people always got this nevertheless. They struggle with God's will, but they at the end go nevertheless. Not my will, Father. Your will be done. Because their focus is only on their kingly assignment. They are governors sent into regions. This is going to hurt me if I sow this money. Nevertheless, not my will. Your will be done. They are called kingdom people. Watch how powerful it gets. And I'm done. Read with me. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. Anytime you find people walking to kingdom territory, there's angelic activity around them all the time. Ask Joshua when the command was to be strong and to be courageous. When Joshua comes into the promised land, he's about to enter in. He's, he's mad. He's been 40 years in the wilderness with these unbelievers. He says, we're going in. 
When he finally comes there, he meets up with an angel. He says, are you for us or against us? He says, neither. But I've come as the angel of God to bring you in. Because anytime you find people walking in territory, angelic activity is right there. Ask Daniel in Daniel chapter 10. Angels are always working with kingdom people because they're dealing with territory. Now I want to know where you are this morning. Please can I have the worship team up. And you, can you please stand to your feet this morning? <sighs> Exodus 23 verse 20. Exodus 23, 20. Moses is about to go into the promised land. Here's the instruction from the Lord. Behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in the way. Not your own way. Because I'm sending you here. I'm sending an angel. And to bring you into the place which I have prepared. Beware of him and obey his voice. Now don't provoke him, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. God gives angels, assigns angels to your life when you say yes to the will of God. Because even though they take you to court, Ronaldo, they've got to bow to the king of kings. We will leave here when we are done. But you don't control my destiny. I am under the control of the Holy Ghost and angelic activity. I'm on assignment. You are not a wilderness people. You're going to clap your hands because you are kingdom people. Oh, but the Lord knows I must provide for me and my family. I mustn't sow. I mustn't do. Oh, I hear you. Wilderness mentality. You think God's running out of money, opportunities, and blessing? The earth is the Lord's. He deploys people into assignments. Ambassadors don't get paid from the country they're in. They never got paid in rands. They get, got paid in pounds. Because they come from a different country. Come on. They don't even get support from the police that's sleeping with a fat pencil. You know? They don't even want, they get their protection from the British. They get protection. They get their provision. They get everything they need. They don't even use bricks to build their houses from the country they're in. They import everything. Because they don't trust anything in the country. You're in this world, not of this world. My prayer for you. The kingdom is real, man. Are you submitted to anybody? Are you submitted to the Moses that God has given you? Can you follow an instruction? Can you live under the command of heaven? Can God tell you to come to church? When we sat home and we ministered from home, it was all good. And then the Lord woke me up one morning and says, I'm telling you to go and start opening up the church. Before anybody else did, and people said, aren't you nervous? I said, I'm under the command of God. 
I was commanded to do this. Now, is there another way to live? Then live that way. But when you came into the kingdom of God, it was not just being saved. God's raising up his people to send them. And so I'm going to put the billion rand in your pocket and do what I tell you to do with it because you are under my command. Not to buy another car. Can you follow an instruction? Every one of us, let's repent about disobedience. Where you are, lift your hands high. Out of your own mouth, just repent. Even online, just repent. Say, Father, forgive me for the many times I never followed an instruction. When I could not obey a command. The kingdom needs you. But it needs you to obey. To get the message and to obey. We've come into a whole new season of kingdom sons and daughters being raised. Get out of the condemnation. Get out of the fear. The kingdom needs you. You keep hiding. Break from that thing. The world needs a message. Not money. Not another government. Not your two slices of bread. They need a message. Why are you not involved in the message? In media. In writing articles. In doing what you were commanded to do. The world needs the message. Why are you not part of the media team? Why aren't you writing and being a part of the vision? Business people, God will put it all on hold until you get the message right and say yes to God. Your life is on hold because you don't have the message. We can't trust you with more money. We can't trust you with more resources because you're going to spend it on you. We have a kingdom assignment here. Whatever God tells you to do, do it. You're living under heaven's command. When he says get back to church, you get back to church and deal with that attitude and leave it outside. You are dealing with a kingdom. When God tells you to move, I am telling you, child of God, hear me when I say this to you as your prophet. It is a dangerous thing to be outside of the will of God. It's not the season for you to be living your own thing. God will not wake us up and prepare us for something like this so that you can go and live outside of the will of God and do your own thing. Come back home. Come back into the house of God. Get your life sorted out. This is kingdom time. And it's not a fun message, but it's your will that must go so His will can be done. can't work with people that can't follow a command submit to nobody stay in the wilderness if you want to but there are kingdom people all around that God's raising up and you will see the demonstration somebody shout that's me I'm prophesying and declaring that over you 
you might not fully under, get, understand everything I just preached this morning, but you're going to come into your destiny and there'll be angelic activity around you from today in the name of Jesus. It's going to bring you into your destiny. It's going to bring you into your purpose. It's going to hide you from the scourge of the enemy. It's going to make sure that you can fulfill your destiny. I prophesy that over the sons and daughters, anybody that is ready, I'm not even going to ask you. If you don't want to lift up your hands, don't lift up your hands. I'm dealing with kingdom people that are saying, God, I'm going to make myself available. I'm going to lift my hands. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to depend upon you. I want the kingdom in my life. I want you to move in and through my life. I say yes to your will. I say yes to your way. And whatever you command me to do, I will obey. And everybody said amen and amen in this church. Give God some praise and thanks. Come on. My time's up. You must be born again. Jesus is not an auction. Your life is at stake. Call us, inbox, put out your, your name there and say, I need to get saved. And then from there, you need to get into the kingdom and get busy with your assignment. And so the Lord bless you in all your giving. Our sons and daughters, thank you for the offerings. Thank you for being a part of this vision. Next month, all the kings are coming around. We're busy building kingdom businesses. I'm having my first meeting with you for the year, a round table. All the women in the place said, okay, all the multi-millionaires said, we're bringing you in, we're going to train you up and introduce you to the systems we built and the things that we're doing that's going to make sure that everybody can come into their destiny. Please hear me today. If you are a writer or you should be dealing with media or you should be involved in getting a message out, do you understand how important your life is? Because this is about the message. Not about money. It's about the message. And if you can help put out the message in a proper way, through graphics and through arts and through whatever you're going to do, that's the message of the kingdom. And it will bring you in to help shape people's lives. Please get it this morning. This kingdom is not about meat or drink. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. It's about you understanding things. My time's really up. God bless you in your giving. Everybody be seated for a minute. Let's receive an offering. Father, thank you that you're touching people's hearts this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. I shall not want I shall not want For my soul For my soul's got a shepherd in the valley And I shall not I shall not want Cause my cup's running over. Sing it again. I shall not want. I shall not want. Oh, my soul. Oh, my soul's got a shepherd in the valley. And I shall not. I shall not want. Father, bless your people in their giving. Thank you for the anointing online. Thank you for sowing your seed. Meet, meet. The ideas, kingdom ideas are flowing. For all business people, listen to what I'm saying to you. Your apostle, fresh strategies are being downloaded. So you can take more territory, take more farms, increase your, your reach. Honor God and watch what God does with your life. We bless you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. In Jesus' mighty name. We love you. God bless you. Let's have a week filled with favor. Amen and amen.